straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that findeth it matthew chapter 7 verse 13 verse 14 verse 15 okay now let's start from verse 13 again amen, amen. matthew 7 enter ye in at the straight gate i'm sure um, you have heard of um, the narrow gate and the wide gate. Now, Jesus is, is giving a number of counsels in the book of Matthew chapter 7. And um, he says a lot of things. And when he gets to the verse 30, he begins to talk about certain proofs of the kingdom life. That if a person wants to be part of the kingdom of God... These are some of the things the person has to be watchful of. Watchful of. And the person must be mindful of. And Jesus says that enter in through a certain kind of gates. Because he gives us the determining word, death. Enter in acts now he also uses a word called acts which presupposes a place in other words he's telling us that there is a place this narrow gate can be found in other words there are so many gates but we must first know that even though there are so many gates there is a place this gate can be found which means that the gate is not found just everywhere. So he said, enter in acts. Enter in where? Acts. Enter in acts. Alex, are you seeing at or you're not seeing at? The way you're looking at me, as if I'm quoting a wrong scripture. Enter in acts. Don't say I didn't say the ye, I know. I think I don't know. Enter in acts. Do you see acts? He's saying, Enter, where should I enter? You are saying enter the narrow gate. Where should I enter? And enter the kingdom. Where should I enter the kingdom? It's the acts. The straight gate. There means that there are other gates. Are you with me? There are other gates. Now, when you begin to do theology in terms of scholarship, you begin to read more into scholarship theology, you will find, you will get to a point where you have to do something on world religions. Let it come down a bit. You have to do something on world religions. Now, in world religions, you are going to be talking about um, uh, forms of religions, okay? And you may even deal with what we call worldviews. Who did worldview in school before? Has done worldview in school before? Did you do worldview? Yeah. But I think those who did went to did a degree in education or something, or did RV or something, did worldview. I think Ruth did worldview. Once I was chatting with her, she said it. Yeah. Mama Kadi, I said, I said. <laughs> The rest of you, it is like a movie you've never watched before. They are trying to describe how, how Jet Li flew in the air. Worldview. 
Don't worry, one day I'll teach you a word you use. Amen. <laughs> now, when you begin to study world religions, you find that there are so many religions in the world and all of them are saying something about how to go to God. Okay? You chat with the Hindu and he begins to talk to you about the fact that the universe has a component within it that all of us are gods. Mini gods and bigger gods and all kinds of gods. Do you see that? Yes, you begin to chat with a, a Muslim. He has his view about how to enter into the kingdom. You chat with a Sikhist or a Hare Krishna or you chat with just a Sikhist, um, um, a, a Buddhist. Mention them. An African, yeah, an African traditional religion. They also have their own way where they tell you that, oh, well, it is true that we have the almighty God, but we have other gods that they too must be worshipped. Are you with me here? So, there are so many gates in this world. You see, when life begins to beat you here and there, you are most of the time confronted with so many gates. You are going out with a sister. Eh? One worldview will tell you that there is nothing wrong with sleeping with the sister. There's nothing wrong. All these pastors are lying to you. <laughs> are you with me? You're going. There is nothing wrong with, with abortion. There is nothing wrong with corruption and bribery because all these even Christians are all doing it. You want to get a job, then somebody says, You need, you know, we are all serving the same God. Yes, Christo, no, one is a friend, um, whatever. His younger brother is a comfort, not your something. So, you know, God, it's, it's the same power. So, it's the same power. Didn't your Bible tell you all power belongs to God? He said, Yeah, that's true. He said, Ah, and that one too is also part. Let's just go inside. Oh, he's powerful. He can do it for you quickly. Then you see a Christian go to the the, 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 the fetish priest kneels down, they pour concoction, he drinks them, he comes out so that his business will boom. So Jesus begins to give, give counsel to his disciples. And as he gives counsel to his disciples, he tells them how to enter in into the kingdom. And he said there is a how to enter by entering through the street gates The street gate. Now, if you read this, you may easily get confused because you may think he's referring to the broad is the way as referring to the street gate. But he says, no. Enter in through the street gate. Why? For. Uh-huh. You see, I asked you, uh, now you are learning, church. You are learning. Why? You see, there's a four there. The four refers to why you must enter the street gate because wide is the other gate and broad is the way. The gate is wide and the way is what? Broad. It's like a 17-lane road. You see, in Ghana, we only have four lanes. So four lanes. I don't know if there are six lanes in Ghana, but the ones I know are just four. Two here, two here. And 90% of our roads are one-lane road. Hey! 
and two lanes. You see, the one they are doing here is four lanes. Now, imagine a 17 lane, because if you go to China, this advanced county, you can see a lane, eh? See how we there? As wide as the word wide is. And he's now saying, enter in, in at the straight gate because wide is the gate and broad is the way. Which way? That does what? That leadeth to destruction. He said the broad way is the way people go through and they get destroyed. Anyone that consoles the dead, consoles witches and wizards and titties priests, to get wealth and get a husband and have a child, at the end of it is destruction. For Solomon said, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death and destruction. Why? And Jesus is now telling us why, because broad is the way that leads people to destructions. These days you will be working in a company, they tell you, hey, the way God has become hard, if you don't take bribe, and you don't steal some of the money, you will never build a home, you will never buy a car, certain kinds of cars, you will never own them. So you see a Christian is an elder in church. Some of them are even in court, pastors in church. He bribes like nothing. He steals government money like nothing. He steals money at the the workplace like nothing. Simply because somebody has given him an ideology telling him that until you steal, it will take you 20 years to build a house. Until you steal, you cannot own a Range Rover. Until you steal, you cannot have what it takes to have the things all these people are seeking for. Because the way is broad and there are so many suggestions about how to maintain your marriage. That by the time you are even entering into marriage, they tell you, oh, all kinds of things about marriage, all kinds of things about um, ministry. Oh, it, some people even told me that, you know, in ministry, if you do ministry and you don't use dubious ways to take money from them, you will be poor. They told me, if you go on with, you know, you're a prophet, you can see a prophesy. Forget about this teaching thing. Keep prophesying and for ah. He said, you will be poor by being a teacher of the word. I said, broad is the way. Broad is the way. As a young minister, somebody is encouraging you, you must have three girlfriends before these days. Double dates. I can tell you that eh, there are even Christians that say that if you are in a relationship and you don't taste, how will you know that the person has uh, hey. Hey. hey! I'm telling you, broad is the way. How will you know that the person has hey, a something, something? Broad is the way. Recently, I was chatting with a pastor's daughter. I mean, my daughter. Because I'm a pastor. A pastor's daughter. Who is in a relationship and things have happened. They didn't have sex, but they did things. And I said, so, so all these things happen. He said, oh, it's what everyone, he said, we just did what everyone does. I said, what, that, what do everyone, everyone do? I said, oh, you know, kisses and, and whatever. So you remove your clothes. Say yes, you did it. He said, yeah, yeah, we just did it. I said, that's what everyone does. I said, huh? Broad is the way. Ah. That 
leader to distraction. He said, how many of you find it? Many there be with this. We do what? Which go there at. Many people go through the Broadway. Many. Many Christians go through the Broadway. Many pastors go through the Broadway. Many kings go through the Broadway. Many politicians go through the Broadway. Many teachers go through the Broadway. He said, broad. Do you see that? It's the way. The reason it is easily found is because it is broad. It is the way that makes advertisement. That if you will be rich in this life, you must be a thief. You must be crooked. That these days, if you see any rich pastor, it's either he has used, he has sold all kinds of oils and all kinds of dubious ways that you can find 90% of them and 90% of them have dubious ways of making money. Those that are doing drugs. Those that are, ha! That as a young minister like me, you easily chat with them, they tell you, you know what? This thing doesn't work. Oh. I'm telling you, this thing doesn't work. So you will just sit down and close your arms and say, you are waiting on God. I know that you teach. I know that you have written books. I know that you have one or two people, but this thing, it won't go far unless you add this and this and this to it. And as a young minister, you may find out that this young minister is also zealous to make wealth quickly and ride in a Rolls Royce and a, a Land Cruiser and some Bugatti. So he easily subscribes to the Broadway that makes young ministers popular and young ministers rich. Even on the road of fame, what people call, you see, we, we, the end of our ministry will be famous. That in the hall of eternity, in the presence of God, we will be known in all eternity. But it will be possible on earth we may not be known. But at the end of it, even those in hell, it's at the mention of the name of Jesus, those in heaven and under the those in hell will know of our ministry, even if we made impact in a village. I wish you have gone home to take tea. It looks like the church is here, so let me just face here. Yeah, I'm standing here. The church is anointed in this part of the, 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 the room. Yeah. The others are just watching me some way with, with suspicion. Yeah. He said, many find this way. That as you work in a company, tell if you don't take bribe, you'll be poor. Don't you see this other Christian? Don't you see this other Christian? Then you go through the Bible and Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. And when you go back, you find out that in the, all these things, there's a car, there's a house, there's marriage. Because in those days, there was no car. What was is a fine clothes. Fine linen was today's world, what we call a Rolls Royce. Because those days, they had no car, so you had nothing to... Tag your wealth with, except having cattle. What to eat and what to drink and where to sleep. That was wealth. And Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. It is the next chapter that he's talking about this whole. It's in Matthew chapter 6. The next chapter he's now talking about very important things. This verse begins, this verse says, ask, seek, knock, and all that. 
this is the verse. And now he wants to give you an important counsel about the kingdom of God. And he's saying that, enter ye in to the straight gate. Because narrow. He said, he said, because wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in their hearts. This, the, the, the disposition. Upgrade yourself. Oh. Those who are using big words. Upgrade yourself. That disposition, disposition, the drive, the passion, the proclivity, and the inclination of this generation is so funny in such a way that, in such a way that, it's so funny in such a way that, people want to have certain things it takes 20 years to get. So, when they wait on God for four years, and they don't get what it takes 20 years to get. They feel like I need to get another alternative because the way life is going, I know that if I am not careful, something bad will happen. No, it could be that God is t- simply speaking to you. Like Solomon was saying, like um, Jeremiah was saying in Lamentation, that it is good for a young man to bear his youth in his youth. And he said it is good that a man should learn to wait and hope patiently for the day of God's salvation. Go around and see young people. Almost all young people you see around are in a, they are inclined, disposed. I mean, they are, they are driving towards quick money, quick wealth, quick fame, including young preachers. Oh yeah. A young preacher who wants to live his life like Davido. Like Davido. <laughs> in the sick in public, he tells you, you know, Jesus, Bishop Poyo Po is my mentor. But in the secret, he is on TikTok following Chatawale, following Davido. You see it by how he conducts himself, by his statuses, what he's posting there. You could literally see this guy is driving towards quick fame. How do you want to be a man of God that your men, the one you are competing with is Davido? Then stop ministry and go and sing. Go and do showbiz. Because in ministry, the fame that we receive does not come like it comes. In that, uh, that side of the world. That in the world, you can just sing one song. And before you realize, you become the topic of the nations. In the kingdom, you don't preach one message one day. And suddenly, the world comes looking for you. Giving you cars as gifts. And inviting you all over the place. You, as I'm standing, I've preached over 2,000 to 3,000 sermons. <laughs> and I'm still here. And every day of my life, I have people calling me every now and then. Now my problem is how to reply messages. Every now and then, and this person is calling, oh, you know, I want to thank you for, um, um, I want to thank you for the message you preach on this radical friendship. I want to thank you for the message you preach on this. In fact, this is your book. I'm even teaching it to my whole church. But I'm here. 
because I've understood what it means to go through the narrow gate, that it is difficult to go through the narrow gate. And it is easy to go through the broad gate. It is easy to pick up this way the world sees how life to be. The world has a definition of how you should live your life. And God has a way he wants you to live your life. And broad is the way that leads to distraction. Because the way the world will suggest to you, brother, at the long run, you will find out that you have made a mistake that you cannot return from. Early gratification. Early success. Early wealth. Quick, quick things. Quick, quick things. Today I was in town. I saw a young man. He was using an iPhone 13 Pro or something. I looked at him and the Lord spoke to me. He said he's unemployed. I was going to mail him. The Lord spoke to me. He said this brother is unemployed. I said he's unemployed. How is he using a, a phone that costs 9,000 Ghana cities? How is he unemployed and he has a phone that costs 9,000 Ghana cities. So he literally had a major breakthrough in his life and he used the major breakthrough to buy a phone. That will last for a year and a new one will come. In six months time, the next iPhone is coming. You are not wise. Go through the university campuses and go to every room of an unemployed graduate. He has a MacBook Pro. He is using an iPhone 12, an iPhone 13. He literally saved his destiny and bought a phone. Do you know why? Because of early gratification. Early. That's why me, I just decided that I, I just stopped using certain things. Because I found out that, especially using the iPhone, the iPhone has a certain kind of mindset it gives to you that as soon as you hold it, somebody sees you in a certain way. In a certain way. Am I prophesying or not prophesying? You are rich if you are using an iPhone. So a young man who sets out suddenly has a helper who lives abroad. You say, I want to help you. I will send you some Christmas bonus. Sends him a thousand dollars. He's unemployed. He can use a thousand dollars to start a business. He uses a thousand dollars. He takes five thousand of it, buys an iPhone, takes three thousand. And um, buys a suit and keeps the rest as savings money that he can use to be spending on, you know, spending a small, small, small. Then he lifts his, his, his hands, come to church and meets a foolish man of God, maybe like me. Oh, yeah. Then I prophesy, I receive my breakthrough. My testimony is he's jumping. He also takes that 3,000 currency that is left and comes to give me two and a prophet. You know, I'm sowing a mighty seed. <laughs> I believe in your grace. In fact, God has really blessed you. <laughs> I believe in your grace. God literally gave him 8,000 Ghana cities to start life. He used 8,000 cities to buy a phone. Came and gave me 200 Ghana cities of it to deceive me so that I will prophesy for him to get another 8,000 cities to buy iPhone 14. Do you know why? 
It is all over the place. I travel all over the place. I sit in taxis. I sit in Ubers. I, I, I've sat in the plane as well. And then anyway, I've been to hotels. You, 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 you. When I go to, I sometimes I just love to go to Israel because I want to see the kinds of people, the kind of people who come there. And I see a lot of them coming. I know that this person is not rich. I just know that this person is not rich. But if you see the kind of things they are using, the kind of things you are, you literally just have to follow them to their house and enter the room and find out that they have nothing. But when they come out, they have everything. Because broad is the way that leads to destruction. And they don't know that they are literally selling their life and selling their destiny to poverty forever. Go to Brekum. And you will see that almost in every, if you take 10 households, 7 households have a Sakawa boy who has gone to Juju and is also doing all kinds of scamming. And the family is happy with it because he's able to bring money home. And every, almost every day somebody dies. A car knocks somebody. Somebody is poisoned. Somebody has done this. Because that road leads to distraction. If you are a parent and your child goes for juju to make money, don't you know that soon and very soon you, your head will be at the stake? You have a friend that is into all kinds of dubious things. Very soon, you are next. You are next. These days, people just make it look, oh, don't judge. You don't know their situation. If you were in their situation, you would do worse. Brother, we are all struggling. We are all struggling. Life is beating all of us. Life is beating all of us. How many of us? No, are there angels here? Are there people life is not beating here? If, there is, if life is beating somebody by you, go and give the person a high five. Give somebody a high five. If life is beating you, give somebody a high five. But we have not gone for Juju. But we have not gone to kill our sister. But we have not killed our sister. We have not killed our girlfriend. We have not taken our children to Juju. We have not taken our mother to Juju. Even though life is beating us. We know there are some fridges we want to buy. We have not been able to buy. Some apartments we want to live in. We have not been able to live in. Some houses we want to live in. We have not been able to live in. Some cars we want to drive. We have not been able to drive. But look, we have learned to thrive. And we have learned to press on. And we have learned to walk on the straight gates. That leads to eternal life. Rather than on the Broadway. That leads to death. Sit down for me. Broad is the way. Give us the next verse. Ha! Look at it. The road that leads to distraction is the wide way. Take us to verse 13 again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Look at it. Look at look at it. They enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. 
and many there be which go in thereat. Next verse. Because, why do many go in through the broad way? Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Huh. Who wants to live a life that you have to be making 200 CDs a month or 500 CDs? Then, um, we, then by the time maybe five years time you are now earning thousand, um, seven years time you are now earning two thousand. Then <laughs> you buy a land, the land is there. Then um, um, this year you have been able to mold blocks. Next four years, you have now gone to start the project because narrow is the way. Who wants that kind of life? And that is how life has been programmed to be. That's how life has been programmed to be. If I look at my today and I look at my life just back in some years back, I see that it's like God keeps on unlocking a phase of my life time by time moment by moment because he knows if he gives me everything at once, I cannot handle it. Don't you see people that go for all kinds of worldly wealth and fame and other things and suddenly their distraction comes. Wahiti at once, he has become proud. Proud! Insult his mother, insult his father. Looks down his own, his own wife. He's beating his wife. It's insulting his ha- her husband. Do you know why? Because the success came instantaneously. There was no process. This is why almost a lot of these songstress, musicians, um, all these guys, they just hit the jackpot. Their marriages are breaking. Uh, nothing is working around them. They are just moving around, fooling around. It is because of a problem which can only be solved when a man decides to go through the narrow gate. The narrow gate. And it's a few debbie that find that it. Because the road is narrow. You can't easily find a thing that is narrow. You can be in church. Or you can be in this life. Firstly, firstly basically, this Gate, narrow gate, refers to eternal life. It refers to being saved, basically, okay? But, application-wise, we can apply it on many scenarios and in many cases. Are you with me here? And Jesus said, how many people find it? Few find the way. This is why, listen, I am a preacher. I believe that souls must be won. I believe that we have to go all out, preach the gospel, win souls, and win souls and win souls. But listen, we cannot win the whole world. The whole world will not be saved. Listen, even till Jesus comes, half of the world's population will never be saved. When, listen, if you read your Bible closely, you will see things that you are not seeing. Jesus say, this is the way that leads to eternal life. He said, few find it. Do you know the word few? And you are worried that um, Buddhism population is increasing and it is our fault. 
Jesus said, few find it. And the broad way, how many people find it? It is easy to find the broad way that leads to hell. The way that leads to hell is easy to find. As a matter of fact, the day you open your door, you, you are born. The door is just lying before you. You open your gate in the morning, the door is just at your entrance. That's why it's easy to lie. It's easy to fornicate. It's easy to do all manner of sins and all kinds of crazy things. But it is difficult to serve God. It is difficult to sacrifice. It is difficult to love God. It is difficult to pray. It is difficult to fast. Is it not true? It is difficult to even sacrifice your salary as a seed to God. Is it not true? Even me that I'm here, it is difficult for me to empty my account. That's why I do it most of the times once a year. When it gets to December, I also go there and say, Kai, let's just do it anyway. Let's trust God for whatever happens. That is why it is not easy for anyone to walk there. And this is why Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him first deny himself, take up his cross and follow me because of the narrow gate and because of the straight, the narrow way and the straight gate and the fact that it is not easy for a lot of people to find it. Jesus prayed for so many years and you know the interesting thing? His church members were 12. He did church for 12, for three years he had 12 church members. The rest were conference attendants. He had a conference in the mountains and 5,000 people attended. He had a church meeting and 12 people were there. One day he was talking about the, his blood, you must drink his blood, eat his flesh. Kai! They say, the church has become a vampire church. That's John chapter 6. So he said, the We never, yeah, wrong turn. There's a vampire movie called Wrong Turn. There's another one called From Dark Till Dawn. There's another one called Fear the Walking Dead. He said, we are now so now we are asking from dark till dawn. Vamp, we are asking vampires diaries and the originals. Huh? Ah, now I know that Jesus is is Klaus Michelson. That's what they were saying. No? They say, ah, how can you say we should drink your blood? He was simply just talking in parables and using figures of speech. Drink my blood, eat my flesh. Simply talking about receive eternal life. Receive eternal life so that you may live and never die. You know, in the vampire... You see, that's why all these vampire movies, they are all coming from these 2,000 years ago, Jesus wears and all those things. Though. You eat, you never, you never die. And they say, ah, a vampire preaching preacher. We should drink your blood. We quit this church. Then the one who came and said, Pastor, I want to give you a car. Say, I'm taking my car away. The one said, Ah, Jesus, you can sleep on my mantle. I will not give my mantle to a vampire. Before he realized, 12 of them were standing there, and he turned and looked at them. He said, So, will you drink my blood? He said, Yeah. He said, To whom shall we go? He said, You have the words of eternal life. Only the 12 church members knew that the words he was speaking were the words of eternal life. The other people who were walking on the Broadway saw it as a word of offense. That is why when we come to church and we speak truth, people do not want to accept. I have had people who have joined our church and they quit. 
Because what I was saying is not what they wanted to hear. How can we go to church and you are insulting us? Do you think, look at this small boy, who do you think you are, you are insulting us? That's telling us that we are fools. Like I talk about this iPhone thing. Somebody here it and say, I just insulted him. Oh yes, I just did. I just did. We want to be entertained. We want to be entertained because broad is the way of entertainment. Take away stage lightning, nice keyboard, nice backdrop, fine linen, what do you call this thing? Carpet and chairs. And let's have some benches here and let's see if you come to church. Let's try serving tea here every morning and see. Within one month, our church will be full. I will not do it. I will not do it. I will not. You will just let me preach certain kinds of messages. You will see. I will not do it. You must enter through the, the narrow way. I will not introduce you to the broad way. An entertaining church. An entertaining ministry. Even when I go to church and I don't dance, I feel like I didn't go to church. Why couldn't you say when I go to church and they don't preach the word of God? He said, today our pastor didn't preach. You should be able to close and say, today I realize the pastor's anointing has gone. Because look at the kind of message he preached. That is a good Christian. Not. This is how the choir sang the song. Look how they play the keyboard. Today I didn't enjoy the music at all. You were there. Oh, there was light out, so today we didn't enjoy church. There was lights out. There was light out, so there was no church. The church died without light. Because broad is the way. Take away fine stage lights and fine, fine things we see in church and see the number of Christians that remain. 90% of people that come to church these days come because of the entertainment part, the fine part. Somebody say, I can't park my car in this place. Yeah. You can go to a certain church, people say, oh, pastor, I shout with a lot of pastors every now and then. And you hear a lot of church people say, is it me, I, I, as rich as I am, why should I be part of it? Me, if I want to join a church, I'm waiting for a church that is, you know, it's up to my standard. It's the Broadway. It's up to my standard. So that when I park a car and I sit, I know that this is a proper place to sit. And so as pastors too, we're also trying to build a certain kind of church to have certain kinds of people. We have now become shepherds that are entertaining their clowns. I'm preaching to all of us, including you. That's why I bought this chair, so. To entertain clowns. I'm preaching to myself. Because look, the way Christianity is going, it looks like all of us are going through the Broadway. That people don't want to be part of a church that looks small. A church that looks like it is starting. A ministry that looks some way. A young pastor, no, you can't be my pastor. A whole lot of things. A whole lot of things. Because broad is the way. So it has not compared everyone. Like even as a young lady, eh? as a young lady or as a young man, it looks like almost all the ladies don't want to marry if you don't have a lot of money. And your room doesn't look in a certain way. You don't have a certain kind of TV. So now, the money you should use to buy a land or further your education or start a business, you would rather not have a business and be unemployed and have a fine room. 
So that when you bring the sister to your room and she says, yeah, this is the kind of man I want to marry. You, you will live there to the day you die. He literally invested everything into the room. And it is compelling men to live. You see, and this is like that with ladies as well. That these days, you know, a lot of guys want to marry sisters that have big bottles. Am I a preacher? Am I a preacher? Am I preaching? Am I preaching? So now, the sister has to go to the gym and do something. <laughs> hey! 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 So that the bottles will come. If not, she will not get husband. Go around. You think we don't go to social media? You think we don't see what's going on there? You see people say, hey, you don't have bottles. We will take your husband. Hey, we don't have that. No. You go everywhere. People is bottles, 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 bottles. <laughs> everywhere bottles. Glutus. So, a sister must fall singly. You know, for singly is in our dictionary. Must fall singly. The right word is forcefully. Must fall singly. Go and inject her bottles. Have scars and complain against God. God, why did you give me this kind of bottles? You should have given me a better bottles. <laughs> Broad. Broad. I can tell you that a lot of these sisters and these ladies, they don't stay in marriages. A man that marries you because of bottles will see another bigger bottles. <laughs> he will see another bigger bottles. He will collapse. He will see another bigger, finer bottles and he will collapse. Sister, don't enter through the Broadway. Ah. Mercy Lord. Now sit down and let me teach. <laughs> next verse. Now, take us back to the next verse, the previous verse again. If not, we don't understand why he's saying this. Because Straight, straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leads to where, which leads to where, life. And only few find this straight gate and narrow way. And because you find it, beware. Beware of false prophets. 
false prophets are the ones who tell you the holy communion is now fufu and and what meat and wache and abenkwai I'm talking about important things on social media and I know some of you have seen it False prophets are the ones who play worldly secular they tell you there's nothing secular about it it's just the lyrics A song that is played at the club should not be played in the church. A songwriter who goes to a play, a strip club where people do you know strip clubs? Oh, you're a villager. Where you go and all you see is people in bikinis. Do you know bikini? Ah, uh, brazier and panty. Huh? And they are walking all over the place and you see people, they don't even have um, panties on. I'm preaching the word of God. Though. And the song they are playing, which is making people get erection, is that song. Then you see a prophet is dancing to it in church. Beware of false prophets. Why? Because it is easy to believe in a prophet. Yeah. I just need to prophesy to you about something that only you know and you believe in me. Yeah. And the danger of it is that there are so many ways of seeing things about people that Satan even gives people the, the opportunity to operate in such things. Satan gives people miracles and testimony. And after a while, you come to believe because you came, you were prayed for. The same way somebody goes to the fittest prison and, and receives a, 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 a job opportunity. But these days, they are wearing shoes and holding microphones. Then suddenly, look at how the moral fiber of society is going down because someone is preaching. It looks like the conduct and the behavior of Christians today is a product of preachings. It's true. It's true. And I have a lot of problem with so many things going on out there. So many things. Dressing. Everything. Do I look like a colonial pastor? Are you guy than me? Or I don't have exposure? You who doesn't know that if you are eating on a dining table, you don't put your hands on it. And I'm talking to you. You are now saying that you are now saying that these pastors, they don't know levels. Sometimes when I begin to talk about a lot of things that go on all over the place, some people think that this guy, you know, this, this is even when Even I've heard, I've heard preachers who called me an old man. They said you behave like an old man. Oh yeah, there's a spirit in a man. Why should you have a wedding in church and your breast is showing? Yes. 
in your wedding gown. And me, a pastor, I will bless that marriage. Assembly Dachi. Assembly Dachi. Bloggers will blog us. I'm telling you this. Bloggers will blog. I remember recently there was a wedding that took place and the pastor said they were late. So he said, but actually, what happened when the pastor was sick? And a week later, the pastor died. It was when the pastor died that the true news came. And when they said the bloggers were blogging, eh, pastor refused to bless marriage because the bride was late and whatever. What kind of pastor is that? Who does he think he is? Who do you think you are? We have entertained so much worldliness in church that now the church has become the world. And the world is now judging the church for living like them. Can you imagine there's a church in Sunyani after Sunday they go to a pool. They go to a pool. We, we, we had some church members in this church. They left the church and joined that church. And, and after Sunday they will go to a pool. You go and see church members and they are in the pool. And they are, you know things. And they, are in, they are in the pool. A church organizes a pool. A church cannot organize evangelism and Bible study class. It organizes pool. I'm not saying pool is not bad. In my, in my first house, I'll build a pool. I'll build a pool in my house. Say, I'll be there. Receive it. Your house, any house without a pool is for poor people. Any house without a pool is for poor people. Every rich person will build a pool. If you build your house and it doesn't have a pool, you are still poor. You are still poor. But look, so much that we have become so worthy that they do that because they feel like, let's find a way to entertain them and make them happy so that the youth will come to church so that we can win them. We are using a broad way to try to let people enter the kingdom. But that broad way will never lead them there. They will not come because they love God. They, love the, they came because in the church we organize pool parties. Churches that organizes pool parties. How did we get this far? How did we get this far? That as a pastor, I will have a daughter that is in a showbiz that she strips herself and all of that. And I still say she is my daughter. And I'm proud as well, you know, she's my daughter, and I usually call her and give her advice and all of that. So we are trying. Beware of false prophets. Beware. Anything the Bible has concluded on, do not go and listen to anyone that comes to give you another wise, another wise, another way. The Bible has conclusions on everything. You have grown up knowing them, hearing them. Suddenly, there comes a man in suit. Thank God I'm not in suit. In a clerical Tell you, oh, you know, we've known it this way, but let me show you another way it looks like. This is how the text actually means. It means this and not that. That there is no sin that you sin that will destroy you. Yeah.
that the blood is always available to wash us of our sins and therefore sisters give your neighbor a high five and give your neighbor and say hi neighbor no sin can destroy you oh somebody give your neighbor a neighbor high five neighbor you are sealed in the blood I came to tell somebody tonight uh, that you cannot be drowned in sin. Uh, you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Uh, tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are in Christ. Uh, you cannot be down. Look, I know some people will hear this message. And I know some preachers will hear this. Me, I don't believe salvation can be lost. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Sonship is never lost. No matter where, as you are born, your parents may be dead, though, but their DNA is in you. When they write, uh, what do they call it? Um, genealogy. When they wrote genealogy, was Cain's name there? Was it there? It was there. In Jesus' genealogy, in, in, not Jesus, in, in genealogy, there's Cain's name there. But I don't believe that it is a yardstick for you to live in sin because if you live in sin, you sabotage your salvation. You sabotage your relationship with God and you bring yourself under demonic oppression. Under, under the wrath of your own father. Which some people will argue with me. That God does not, one time I had an argument, not an argument, I tried to correct him, but this preacher was saying Lord, that God does not punish and does not discipline his children. I said God disciplines his children. There was a guy in the book of Corinthians that Paul said he was having sex with his stepmother. Paul said the guy should be sacked from church. Sucking, and those the church wasn't like today that you can go to the next church. The church in the society was only one. And to be sacked from church, we don't talk to him again. If he comes to buy something for don't sell it. No one should have a relationship with him. Let him go and live in sin and let him die. That his soul will be saved. What was Paul saying? Paul was saying two things. That as long as he's saved, he's saved. But in this earth, he will get HIV. In this earth, he will see humiliation. Maybe you have never experienced that thing where you have gone to commit adultery and the whole world is away. The wages of sin is death and destruction and shame and humiliation. Anything sin touches, it destroys. Therefore, Beware of false prophets because they come to you as angels in, in white gowns, as sheep. They come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are what? Revening wolves. He uses two words. This is a word that is quantifying wolves. Which kind of wolves? Wolves that are ravens. Ravens eat flesh. Wolves also eat flesh. Ravingly. <laughs> Wovingly. 
Ah. Let me tell you something. When I was in the north, I used to go for hunting, for game. Now sometimes you can go and chase an animal. While you are in the bush, you may go and bounce into a snake. At the same time, you are bouncing to bees. Now you are running for your life with the bees and there are tongues all over the place. By the time you are done running from the bees, and maybe the python or the big snake you met, you have might have been stung by some bees and also been your skin has been torn by thorns. <laughs> torn by what? That's their names, thorns, Gatier. So one one man, so many things are happening, isn't that true? Now, this is the same analogy with that ravens, like ravens that are eating your flesh and wolves that are tearing your flesh apart. These are the kinds of people that come to you, but they come pretending to love you, but they do not love you. They pretend that they love God, but they do not love God. Our societies are full of them and filled with them that it almost looks as if, and it is actually the reason we now do not like the new people again. In my generation, it is hard to be a genuine man of God because people will now tag you as a proud person. Now, when you are genuine, you are proud. And the ones that are wolves in sheep clothing will smile to you in your presence and your back. They are sabotaging you. I know a lot of them like that. In your presence, they like you. In your absence, they are destroying to another person. But they, are who, but they, they say they are prophets. They are not. They are wolves. Beware. Then to them, say, neighbor, beware. Oh, I didn't know my time is not set. What's the time? 8.21. of wolves. Verse 16. Ye shall know them by their fruits. You will always know falsehood by their fruits. Their way of life. Their conduct. How they do their thing. How they handle their things. I cannot say much because I will end up just offending a lot of people, so I won't be able to say much. But this generation has been filled with men of God that every two days they are posting their cars on social media. They're literally training a whole generation. This is ministry. Cars. Sports cars. I'm not saying don't take a picture with your, your, your distance. But I know one that every now and then you see him on his Facebook wall. You know. I wish somebody could talk to him. You are literally polluting a whole generation after you. Your, it is a proof of your heart 
that this is where your heart is. Your heart is here. You are just using people to amass wealth and gather something for yourself. Me, I will not sound controversial because I don't want to be a controversial preacher. Controversial preachers are some way. But some things must be the way they, they are. He said you will know them by their fruits. Somebody said, okay, they are the likes of... I would say, they say Bishop Oedopo is the richest pastor in the world. That is what they are saying. Which we, we know that that's what Forbes said. I've never seen a picture of Bishop Oedipo's house before. I follow him even in his dreams. I'm not one of those followers. I mean, I follow him so well that I myself have never seen a picture of his house. But there are some prophets. He has some small house somewhere. And every now and then he's taking it and posting somewhere for people to see that God has blessed him with a house. Think and grow. Mature. Don't be a baby. If not, you will end up becoming what the Bible calls a false prophet. Not that you have gone for juju. A false prophet is not someone who has gone for juju. A false prophet is someone who has lost his way. And if a man has lost his way, it's like a blind man leading other blind men. Do men gather grapes of tongues and of of thistles? Next verse. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Why will a preacher take bodyguards and go to somebody's house? With guns, a preacher. Didn't it happen in Ghana? Why will a preacher do that? I respect him. That's in a dead. It's an indictment to his ministry. So you have bodyguards that have guns. That somebody offends you. We who preach love, I take my bodyguards with guns to somebody who is a fetish priest, the house, as if you're a man, come. You will know them by their fruits. Have I mentioned him? You will know them. A good fruit cannot bring forth evil fruits. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruits. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruits. Next verse. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into fire. I know that Jesus came once and said distraction. When he was talking about distraction, do you remember? He said the Broadway leads to destruction. It's not the Broadway he's talking about. Oh. The Broadway produces, these are the kinds of fruits that people from the Broadway, they produce. Evil fruits. Evil fruits. And people, trees that bring forth evil fruits, they are cast into fire. He's talking about a certain kind of fire that one day some people will be cast into. Let's go to the next verse. Wherefore, by their fruits, Ye shall know them. Let's go. Ah. When I got here, I was very emotional. I was, I became very emotional. 
Now, do you remember where we started coming from? Broadway, narrowing, narrow, whatever, whatever. What, now we have gotten to something Jesus said. Not everyone that said unto me, what? That means some people say to him, Lord, Lord. Is it true? It's true that some people say, Lord, Lord. It's true that some people speak in some kind of tongues. Is it true that some people carry Bibles around? Is it true some people are unclerical? Is it true some people are in church? Are you sure there are some people who are in church? That on Sundays they come to church. On Wednesday they are in church. They give offerings. They too, when we are fasting, they fast. Good. Now they are here. Not everyone means that there are some people that are in the church. They appear as Christians. They pretend they are professing Christians. That says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into where? Be careful. Be very careful that you do not deceive yourself that I am an associate pastor. I am a, I'm a shepherd. I am a singer. I am a, I am a, a general overseer. I am a keyboardist in church. Because not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Who will enter? But he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven. This is so deep that it struck me like lightning. And I asked myself, Lord, am I doing your will? Or I'm just preaching because I have no other option. I'm living my life because I'm trying to hide. Am I doing your will? Place your hand on your head and ask God for mercy. Brandilo so bracale casire endelia radico bracala rebali rosso bracadin delicata rabara satire. Have mercy on me, Lord, that I may do your will in the name of Jesus. Then it goes on verse 3 to say, Many will say unto me in that day. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Some people will come and say we prophesied. And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wondrous works. And then, there is and then. And then I will say unto them, do what? Depart from me. Ye that work iniquity. To work iniquity means to walk in the broad, broad way. These are people that chose the world over the kingdom. They did miracles. They thought they were doing it in the name of Christ. They didn't know it was Satan empowering them to do it. Now he said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Next verse. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Go back, go back, go back to the, the previous verse. I'm looking for a, 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 a phrase there. Look at it. He said, I never knew you. How can Jesus say, I never knew you? I never knew you. That's how, that a man can live his life in church for 50 years, ushering and doing everything, and suddenly Jesus said to him, I knew you not. 
Do you know the only way God, Jesus knows people? He knows them because they are saved. Because they went through the narrow way. They went through the, the straight gate and the narrow way. That is the only way that they are known. Because the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the will of God. The will of God that we must do is to believe in his son, not to debate and say he was just an angel, like some say. Can you imagine a whole sect of people carrying bags around will literally go to hell. May God have mercy. They will go to hell. And they are the ones here talking about. Oh, people are always knocking on your doors. As if they are coming to eat your food. They say Jesus is not the son of God. He didn't die even for your sins or whatever. They are the one. They are part of this group. Oh, I knew you not. But they say, ah, we preach every day. We traveled everywhere. We sacrificed. We did humanity. Say, I knew you not because you went through the Broadway. You even wrote your own scriptures and edited everything. I knew you not. Because I said, I said heaven and earth shall pass away, but not even a word, a jot, and a title in the commandments will be done away. But you people remove the title, you remove the jot, you rewrote everything. I know you not. The word know there is the word for intimacy. Like the Bible says, and Adam knew his wife, Genesis chapter 4, it's the same no. It's not no like the way I know that President Akufuado is the president of Ghana. I know him as the president of Ghana, but I don't know him that much. It's not true. I don't know him like his wife knows him. Are you aware of that? That is what Jesus is referring to. I don't know you intimately. I know you as a creature. I know you as the, I created you, all right? I know you that you were preaching. I know you that you were prophesying. I know you that you were in church. I know you that you too, you were doing, doing donations on Valentine's Day and on Christmas Day and thinking that you were saving me. Because they said, they told him in his face, they didn't lie. They looked in Jesus' eye and told him things that they did. They said, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know if I can finish this. Now look at what Jesus said in verse 25. Verse, verse 24. Therefore, he's summarizing the whole thing. Therefore, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, which sayings? The ones he has said. And the ones he will say. And doeth them, doeth them by going through the narrow gates, the narrow way. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And what happened? Next verse. And the rains descended. And the floods came. And the winds blew. And beat upon the house. And it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. Do you remember I told you about people who get quick riches? What happens to them? People who try to use other ways to go to God. What happens to them? Now Jesus is now saying, you see, that is why when you try to use all kinds of gimmicks and wrong ways to do ministry at the long run, your destruction will come.
Ministry has a pressure it comes with. But I'll talk about it today. He says, one day, all of us will face something. Because Why do I know one day all of us will face one thing? The guy went for the Jew and you who waited for 20 years until you became what God promised you to be. Eh? And the one who you knew and in five years he had become what he wanted, what, what God, what he wanted to be. And you who, it took you 20 years to be. One thing will happen to the two of you. Look at what that one thing. Next verse 20, um, 26. And everyone that heareth these things of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish one. Which built his house upon the rock. It means the two of them built a house. The wise man built a house. And the foolish man built a house. Hey. Which means all of us are building them. But one is wise and another is foolish. He said, and what happened? The same thing happened again. Oh. And the rain descended. And the floods came. And the winds blew. And beat upon that house. And it fell. He said, and grace, great was the fall of it. This is why people who try to use dubious ways to do ministry and live life, you see they are downfall. When they fall, everyone hears, and they never get up again. But when a righteous man falls, he gets back again. And great is the fall of it there. Verse 28. It came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teachings and his doctrines. Wow. He had said so many things when he was done. Their eyes were opened. They were shocked. And a lot of them realized the mistakes they have made. Some of them realize the things they need to go and edit and the things they need to go and do well and the way they have to go and serve God in a different way again. And they were shocked and astonished at his doctrine. Church, it is not an easy thing to serve God. It is not an easy thing to wait on God. It is not an easy thing to believe God and follow God. But at the long run, it is worth it. You may have certain nights of sleeplessness. Sometimes you may not have enough money to buy power. Common power you can't buy. You may not have all the things that others have. But it is worth it. You may not have a certain kind of beloved or wife or whatever. But one day the rains will come. And the rains are coming. The rains are coming. And the rains will beat against all of us. And some people are already experiencing a season of rains and they are contemplating different mechanisms of going through the Broadway where everyone in the world is going through. The Broadway. 
presenting us with so many alternatives on how to live our lives. But God has his plans concerning our lives and he wants us to live by it. Because the end of our life will be glorious if we follow him through the narrow gate. One day we will look back and say it was worth it that I served God. It was worth it. It was worth it that I followed God. It was worth it that I believed God. My life has been changed. But it is difficult because the world is presenting us with so many alternatives all over the place, on the news, on social media, on phones, with our friends, we are chatting with them, all kinds of pollutions going all over the place, people trying to pollute us everywhere we go, all kinds of pollution, begin to pray that Lord, have mercy on me and give me grace that I may pursue and follow you on the narrow way. Grant me grace to follow you on the narrow way that I may not give up. 